Step one, we admitted we were powerless over alcohol, that our lives had become unmanageable. Now, let me take a moment to say that some people have expressed to me their dislike about me talking about Alcoholics Anonymous in my homilies. And to those people, let me say, I don't care at all. If it bothers you, me talking about being a human, that's a you problem. But anyway, back to step one, we admitted we were powerless. Now, this is often the most difficult step for anyone who faces an addiction of any kind to admit. We don't like to admit that we aren't perfect. We don't like to admit that we need help. We don't like to admit that we cannot do it on our own. Because left to our own devices, we constantly fail. And yet, without this step, no one has ever kicked an addiction to anything. Yet when it comes to sin, we like to think, nah, I can do this on my own. For some reason, when it comes to sin, we don't like to admit that we are powerless. We don't like to admit that we cannot save ourselves. What foolish pride we carry around thinking it to be an asset when it's our biggest detriment. If we never admit that we are powerless over sin, we have no hope of being raised up after death. For if we do not admit that we are powerless over sin, then our Savior came for nothing. He died on the cross for nothing. How painful that must be for Jesus to know what he did and also to know that so many people don't think it was necessary. After admitting we are powerless over any addiction, the person who wants to be better must take certain actions to break free. A Christian is the exact same. Once we realize we are powerless over sin, we must take certain actions. Rend your hearts, not your garments. Let me translate what the first reading just said. It says actions speak louder than words. Rending your garments was a huge gesture of indignation. Remember how the high priest, when they were uh, accusing Jesus of blasphemy, tore his garments in two. What a grand gesture of repentance it could be as well. But the first reading is saying the Lord does not want a grand gesture. He wants lasting change. He wants your heart to be converted to him more fully. But if we do not examine our lives to see the areas that we can improve, we will never move past the same sins that we always struggle with. Change your heart so it changes your actions. This is what the first reading exhorts us to. This idea is furthered by the last line in the gospel. Your father, who sees in secret, will repay you. This can be comforting or terrifying. The Lord who sees what you do will repay you. So if your actions are good, you can expect the eternal reward. If your actions are not good, do not expect the eternal reward. We cannot be Catholic in public and pagan in private. Rather, we should be the same in all arenas of our life. So once we have admitted that we are sinners and we have prayed that the Lord converts our hearts, some people can still worry that they won't merit salvation. And those people are absolutely correct. On our own, we cannot do it. But Jesus, who has all power, can. So our psalm directs our hearts to be hopeful, for we know that the Lord is great and merciful. Our psalm begs the Lord for his mercy by reminding him of our pitiful state as sinners. Be merciful, O Lord, 
because we have sinned and we need a savior. We know that we know what we deserve and we know that Jesus didn't deserve the cross and yet he still finds a way to be merciful and to offer us a way back time and time again even though we don't deserve it. Just as the Lord said to the leper in Sunday's gospel, he turns to us whenever we ask, and he says the same thing. I do will it. Through my mercy, be made clean. This is the offer of Lent before us. We can cleanse our hearts through prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. We ask that the Lord convert our hearts so that we are more attuned to his heart, and we ask forgiveness when we fail him through our actions or omissions. Lent is often as daunting as early sobriety. It seems scary and like maybe we don't really want what it offers us anyway. But anyone who has long-term sobriety or who has a deep relationship with the Lord will tell you the juice is worth the squeeze. So enter Lent boldly so that by Easter, your heart will be more fully the Lord's.